I understand that the subject matter can be triggering, so if there are any points where you would like to take a break or skip a question, please feel free to do so. My name is Joshua Miller, and the date of recording is Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. Can you state your name and your year of entry for the record? So the first section of questions is more focused on um, background information, and the first question is, what is your background, and like, where do you come from, and how would you describe what your life was like before you attended Goucher? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Westchester, New York, um, in the upper part of the county, and that is a um, rather rural, white-ish part. Um, so there was not a lot of diversity. Um, and I didn't really experience, you know, uh, much until I moved. Um, and that was in, I was going into my freshman year of high school. So that's 2013, 2014. Um, and I moved to Baltimore. Um, and went to school in the city. So, um, yeah, that was freshman year, and then I moved again to New Hampshire um, to a place called Manchester, which was a pretty diverse area. Um, Surprisingly, there were pockets of immigrant population. Um, It was a pseudo-sanctuary city, so um, a lot of migrants came through um, and I was there for about a year and a half and then I returned back to New York um, this time to a place called Rybrook still in Westchester um, but a very small um, insulated community um, so again not a terrible amount of diversity the, the school district itself was like 93% Jewish so I was the only black kid amongst them, um, black male at least. Um, but the interesting part was during my senior year, I moved down to Harden. Um, and you know, I still graduated from Blindbrook, but um, I was just commuting to school. And so, yeah, then it comes to the Okay. So what did attending college in general mean to you? Were you excited by the opportunity and did your family expect you to pursue a degree? Um, yes. I, my family, in my immediate family, um, so my mom's four siblings, four you know, full siblings and then my dad's full siblings, all of them went to college. And so that was the expectation um, that I would do the same. Um, so completing a degree and then something afterward is still very much um, what they would like to see Um, and I still hold that to myself as well Um, I don't have an intention of dropping out at any point Um, and I don't have reason to Um, so yeah 
Okay. What motivated you to attend Goucher? So Goucher was my top pick, um, or one of my top picks. And the reason I wanted to go was because it was an environment where I thought I could succeed um, and I could do the best of my ability. Uh, and that was because, you know, the class sizes were small and I could get the individualized attention that I really, um, I really need and then that I want. That's where I thought I could do the best. Uh, that's the academic piece. The other piece um, was, you know, social uh, social component and um, I had you know when I toured I saw a fair amount of diversity and the numbers themselves were pretty compelling and you know in you know coming from this high school where it's 90 percent Jewish and having you know been raised around um, white people my entire life diversity, was something that was really important to me. Um, so that was really a, a what compelled me to come here. Okay. And just to clarify, you'd say you had a fair level of awareness regarding Goucher's level of diversity before you attended? I would say so, yeah. Um, when I was sitting with my guidance counselor in high school um, she had said that the school seemed like a good fit because it, it fit what I was looking for and that was the diversity of people's experiences and backgrounds um, so yeah I was aware okay did you believe despite the fact that Goucher is a predominantly white institution that you would still have a voice as a person of color and that your issues would be addressed by the administration? Um, you know, it wasn't... I didn't think of my needs in, in that way. So what I mean by that is you know, I had always gone to school. Um, I had 
didn't I didn't really have an expectation in that way. Okay. It was really more so the students, because um, I was very much the person who was you know, going to trust that the administration would do right by me because they had done something in the past, um, and whatever issues pertaining to race um, had come up, I was always the one to handle it myself. Mm. So, I would not, again, I, I, I didn't really expect them to, and that's, you know, in part because it, I didn't really expect them to understand, right? Um, I kind of, this is, it would, it would just be something that I would have to handle. And then, if I came across people of color, I would you know, talk about these, these things. Transgressions, um, but it wouldn't, you know. When I say people of color, I don't mean black people. I mean, you know, Asians, Asian students, Indian students, um, Hispanics. Um, so yeah, I they they wouldn't really understand their value or, like, I guess comprehend what what had happened mm. so yeah okay now that you no. are sorry I'm sorry no 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 right. well now that you are a student at Goucher do you feel adequately represented as a black student do you feel that you have a voice in the classroom if so how do you feel you're perceived by other students and faculty and if not what makes you feel overlooked
I mean, I don't think I quite said value as much as I just said. Or rather, do you feel heard or like it's just a matter of like, do you feel heard or overlooked? Is like, do you feel kind of like essential, I suppose, to the overall makeup of what's going on? Or do you feel like you're kind of supplemental in a sense? Like your um, feedback is appreciated on certain matters but otherwise we could get on without you as kind of like a um, continuation of the matter of asking of like do you feel like just seen here in general or do you feel like or like it kind of like just an extension of asking do you feel that the administration recognizes you and your any issues that you might raise just not proper like your perspective is just not properly appreciated yeah okay yeah. um do you feel like at times you have to create your own spaces or your own path on this campus
professor. Um, I won't. Like, I mean, say a certain, and this is kind of a general definition, but say a certain resource isn't available on campus and not enough is being done quickly enough to meet your need for that resource. So you have to take about the leadership to make sure this is a thing so that other students who might have to deal with that same, how to say, deficiency won't have to worry about it as much when they get to campus. Yes, in that context.
So your priority in the future would be more so to just make sure that these students feel seen. Yeah. Okay. And if just to backtrack a little bit to the matter of like whether you feel rep- accurate, adequately represented or not as a black student, I was wondering if you might want to elaborate on like what makes you feel overlooked. Have there been times when you felt that your peers failed to make you feel welcome within the Goucher community? times 
certain students will make a comment that have made me feel uncomfortable. Um, and there have been, you know, there was, <laughs> there was the, the biggest, the biggest, I guess, incident to my memory, which was the hate crime. And that was very, it was traumatic, it was jarring, um, unexpected, um, and so I, you know, I, I had questions about, like, why am I here? Um, I know these, these things occur in different, all around the country at, at different campuses, but I had been, I guess I came with the expectation that Gacha would be different. And so something like that would not, you know, we would not be exposed to it. Um, what was more shocking was that, you know, after talking to some upperclassmen, you know, a, a teammate had told me like, yeah, there's been one every year that I've been at the school. It, it, it floored me because if you're preaching inclusivity, yet these incidents still occur, how, how, why, why would you, why would you not take steps to temper or, or dissuade somebody from, from committing a crime like that? Why, you know, I was, I helped organize, uh, or was a, a part of the blackout which happened after the, the hate crime. And, you know, we compiled a list of demands, um, which had honestly been very redundant because they had been spanning back to, or they had spanned back to the 1960s when the Black Student Union was formed. Um, and they had yet to be met. So it just, it felt like we were um, chasing our tail, or, no, I'm sorry, that's not the correct um, I felt kind of hoodwinked. So I didn't, and you know, like after that, we had asked, you know, students to wear black as a sign of solidarity. Um, Yet, you know, I was at the, I was at the sit-in that we held in Mary Fisher all day. I still saw people who I, you know, considered my friends not wearing black. And at the time, it wasn't something that I wanted to confront because it was a very vulnerable time, um, or I felt rather vulnerable. Like black students felt very vulnerable. So that that would be. That would definitely be something that I would consider me uncomfortable. Um, aside from some of the small remarks from, or the microaggressions from um, professors uh, of different departments, um, you know, I've been told that I carry, carry myself very well, uh, speak very well. 
that all? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the last question of the introduction section. Um, do you, in contrast, I suppose, do you ever feel motivated by your surroundings and Goucher's community to, like, do better in, or, like, in your personal life, but just as a, also as a matter of pursuing your personal endeavors, do you feel that Goucher's community helps to motivate you? It was more it's just a matter of like, do you ever feel, do you feel person like positively motivated by um, Goucher's community and surroundings, like make like the resources they make available, like have you been like, and that could be just a matter of like the environment and like inspiring you to do better, or Goucher specifically providing the resources that help you do better. Because I've had friends, you know, point out that they, I've been exposed to a lot of different ideals and that I would not have been. And so I do feel compelled to, you know, to change or parts of myself and then also reflect that in the work that I do outside. So, Okay. Well, that concludes the introduction section, and now we're, the next few questions will more so focus on the event itself. Um, the morning of November 14th, 2018, the student population received an email from Vice President and Dean of Students Brian Coker informing them of anti-black graffiti on Hubeck Jeffrey's first floor. Do you remember how you felt and where you were when you learned this news? Yeah, um, I just woken up and I checked my phone. Um, I saw the email, but I scrolled past it. I was looking through my text, and in a group chat with you know a couple friends, it you know been blowing up. Like, yo, did you see the email? Um, did you hear what happened? And I, I was kind of perplexed, so I had to scroll through. Um, and they had said there was a karma campus. A friend of a friend knew one of the people who was targeted. So I was like, "Oh my god!" And I had uh, it was 
Um, yeah, I believe people have been in the past. You know, it had it had said, "Kill our, I'm going to kill our neighbors on Dutch's campus," or something along those lines. And um, that was really scary. I was, you know, at first I didn't, I had masked it up, but it was, it was still scary. So, okay. It felt. What if you, if you can recall, was the response from administration and also the general student body? Um, did you believe that either was adequate? Um, I think, you know, the, it was either the day of or the day afterward that the blacks or Omoja, as we're known at the time. We held a meeting in Quebec, multi-purpose, and there was a, you know, we were organizing, talking about, or, you know, just talking about what had happened and what, you know, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to see. Um, and that, that was very comforting because, um, I was glad to know that people obviously like people care, but you know, I I had never again I had never experienced something so egregious and I didn't you know, I didn't go to school with other black students. Um so it always been me. So it was very, 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 very um, to see the student response. On the side of administration, I was, if I'm being frank, I was really disappointed um, because you know, uh, at the time, then President Bowen. You know, he wasn't even on campus, and um, we had left the day of. Found out because he had a planned trip, and he had he had not said anything. He hadn't sent us an email, and it wasn't until like two or three days afterward um, that we had received word from him. Um, and so that was. That was disheartening um, because he was also like a big reason. He had a lot of pull on me as to why I came here. Um, so that was very disheartening. And then I was, you know, as I learned what was said within, you know, the or what was written, I was upset that the school wasn't more clear as to what, you know, how egregious or how threatening this was, um, because they, you know, it, as I understand it, you know, even when the police came, they wiped up what was written on the white, on the mirror, and what was written in the salts. Um, 
very lackluster. It it didn't it didn't seem like they they wanted this to carry as much weight as as it did. Um, so yeah, I was I was not I was not um, satisfied. I, I didn't feel that you know they really cared all that much. Um, and like I said, same for some of the students. Um, I believe you touched on it earlier, but um, was this the first hate crime that you were on campus to witness? Yeah, on campus it was the first one. Um, or at least the most blatant. Um, I'd heard of in the past lacrosse players um, dressing up in racist Halloween costumes. Um, I've heard that certain students have said you know, racially charged comments. Um, there was a time where in my Africana Studies class, a white student had um, we were reading a passage from a book and it contained the N-word or the word nigger. And instead of Instead of skipping over it, in mind you, this is Intro to African Studies, and there are maybe two, three white students, and the rest are black. Instead of you know, skipping over it, they chose to say it and then defended themselves, and they were thankfully removed from class. But you know, nothing so so blatant and like charged by hate had I had. I never encountered that. Okay. Um, at what point did you become aware of the blackout protest that was being organized for that following Friday, November 16th? And how did you feel about it? Like I said before, I was at um, the meeting that Omoja had put together. Um, and so... We had been, you know, we were very discreet about organizing, um, but I was, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say, like, I was a part of that organizing process, and I did do my part, um, but, yeah, as soon as, as soon as we got together, it's okay. Um, could you describe some of the activities that were done throughout the blackout and how you felt about the events in general? Yeah, so we had, you know, we occupied the lower level of Mary Fisher, um, the Diamond Commons there, and uh, I think at the end of every hour, um, this is all day, mind you, um, at the end of every hour, we held a chant or um, somebody had read something, Really, this 
towards the end, we held you know, in in one of the last um, circles that we held, you know, we had welcomed black students to come who wanted to to come to the center and talk about uh, anything pertaining to race, like how how they understood blackness or just a space for you know people to share and for us to be heard and that was that was really cool um, I do know at some point uh, the news did come and they had interviewed the students um, yeah that was that's my recollection Um, could you tell me why you wanted to participate? Yeah. Um, you know, for the longest, I had I had let things slide, and or you know, be it microaggressions or you know something more overt. Um, in the past, I never really had. The, the confidence to say something or call the person out unless it was, you know, a close friend. Um, so I didn't want that to be the case with this blackout because this was a new experience. I was a freshman in college and um, I just felt it, like it, I would have felt remiss had I not participated as much as I did. Um, so, and you know, I have I have friends who have had you know, uh, events that are similar to that. Black friends, um, and I, you know, it did. I think. Looking back, um, had we not, or had that not taken place, and you know, we have made as much noise as we did and disrupted as we did, um, I don't know, not that they take us seriously or terribly seriously now, but. I don't know how the administration would have moved um, or what steps they would have taken afterward. Again, um, now it's you know, 2020. Uh, we're, we're still working to um, to get our demands followed up for on um, in addition to new new demands that we've put together, but yeah, there's there was there was yeah I needed to yeah okay um just two more questions I believe I 
removed from personal experience, if you had to summarize the goal of the blackout, what would you say it was? feel about the event's execution section which means now we're on the last section of the document focused more so on the aftermath um, on November 30th 2018 it was announced by the Baltimore Sun that Finn Arthur a biracial student was the culprit of the hate crime 
How did you feel learning that Arthur was biracial? Did it change your feelings on the hate crime itself? Damaging, um, or how 
as of today, if you type Goucher Hate Crime 2018 into Google News, you'll find at least three articles which attribute the hate crime itself to being a hoax. Hmm. How does the branding of the hate crime as a hoax make you feel? And what do you think news outlets were trying to accomplish in doing so? That's ridiculous. So, I was, I was not aware of that. Um, that's ridiculous. Okay, so, uh, I think, you know, just, I think this is indicative that people, like, there's, there's, Can you give me a second to, mm-hmm. to process? Campus. It's like this is it's it's criminal. 
Um, and and for a news agency to paint it as a hoax, um, it it seems like a a violation of your journalistic integrity. To be honest. Because that's not the truth. That's not what happened. It wasn't a hoax. Lives were threatened. You don't know that that person was not going to follow through. Um, even if this was called to attention, those can go awry, right? You can, there's still going to be times where, um, where there will be follow through. And so, if this is if something like this were to happen on another college campus and there's already this this precedent that oh this you know these things are not you know, substantive or they're not they're not worth investigating further then people will get hurt ultimately because you don't know what that person is going to do right it's the same thing if somebody hung a nazi flag uh, uh outside of jewish finney house wherever that may be right you would still act on that. Um, you would still follow through. And so it is, that's that's very dangerous. Um, that's very dangerous and irresponsible. And regardless of you, you, you factor in opinion, you have to separate opinion from fact at the end of the day because if you look up the definition of a hate crime, I'm sure the, what happened on our campus and that definition will align. Um, so that's very jarring. Okay. I'm done. Thank you. Um, a year and a half later, what actions have you seen the administration undertake to better address the needs of black students in the wake of this incident? Little to none, if anything. I think momentarily there were security cameras installed in some dorms um, and that security was heightened surrounding you know, who can access what dorm um, via their key cards. But I have, beyond that, I have not seen you know, any training. I have not seen any anti-blackness training I have not seen um, uh, substantive response from res, res Life. I haven't seen a follow-up on their list of demands. Um, I haven't, you know, they have never reached out to the Black Student Union or Moja um, or the, the group who put together those, the students who put together those demands. No contact has been made, and so what that tells me and the rest of the students is that this was actually not something that you cared to address. Um, and that, like, this this experience is not acknowledgeable, or it's not, um, it's not important to you. So how, how can... And you know, I've I've had you know some a conflict like with 
with my job as a first year mentor because I want I want to tell my mentees, my black mentees, like, yo, this is what's happening on your campus. This is this is how our administration chooses to address these these issues, and you know we've, we've done so successfully through you know, uh, uh, medium articles that the Black Student Union has put out. Um, but that, yeah, there is. I've I'm disappointed, but unfortunately not surprised by their response. Um, and outside of you know student groups taking the initiative to address this, um, and us being the drivers of some type of change on campus, I you know there's nothing. The administration has not has not done anything. Do you feel, do you think the diversity training, the diversity modules that the institution implements are adequate to foster a more inclusive community? Not at all. Um, no, because, you know, as a first year, unfortunately, you know, I'm a, I'm a junior now, and I have not... Even if, if, if you look at the departments who 
always the ones to bear the brunt or the work of fostering or creating this inclusive space, um, which is you know, counterintuitive because if you're only asking you know, uh, uh, a black person or a person of color or somebody of sexual orientation, whatever the case may be, to the space like you're you're not the one doing the work you're not hiring these new new candidates you're not you know you're not valuing the input of of your faculty and staff and i do know that for a fact um think now in a situation pertaining to race putting you in danger your non-PLC friends would know how to support you not 
for a fact, some of them do not know what that is. They don't know what anti-blackness is. And I'm, I, had it not been for these nationwide protests, and I don't think people would have been exposed to it because I, I've had conversations with graduated seniors who have said that they're white people, the white students who graduated with them, some of them didn't leave with that understanding. Um, or if they did, it was very superficial. Um, so you're not, again, like you're not preparing people to enter into a world that needs them to to be privy to these, these you know, treating me like a person treating other black students like regular as not you know you're not you're not doing the work to dismantle um instead you're really just reinforcing this idea that you are doing something while doing nothing um and that doesn't help anybody um based on your um some of your responses beforehand, I feel like I already know the answer. But um, would you say that there's been really no change in attitude regarding the administration's response to like the black student body and their needs? big state school 
not unfortunate like this is not exceptional work even on their part that is the bare minimum of what they're doing and so you know there is not like I, you can't you can't expect me a black student who's telling you what's wrong to then pat you on the back as you are doing yourself um, when you are doing the literal bare minimum of what you could be doing which is you know, holding the or, or requiring that students take a a semester long um, course that maybe touches upon the topics of anti-blackness or uh, inclusivity That's that's not enough. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, that's not enough. Okay. Um, and that brings us with me to um, our last question, which is, what are some things you would like to see moving forward that might demonstrate that you're being more recognized? Your needs as a black student are being more recognized by the Goucher administration. The very first thing that you could do is follow up on the demands that have been put up. That's the first thing. Um, this is not inf- new information to you. You've had this for years, decades. Um, so make good on your word and follow. That's the first thing. Um, second, I would say is to provide support um, for your black students. And I say that uh, provide financial support, um, hold your, you know, your professors accountable, show us that you want us here and that you are going to appreciate what we have to say um, don't put me into a box. Don't expect something from me that I can't provide for you. I don't want to be treated as a group that's, you know, a monolith because it's not, and that's not how our community works. Um, I want you to investigate what blackness really means, right? I want you to understand that it's multifaceted and that, you know, there is a complex dynamic that exists within our community um, and that we engage, you know, that, that dynamic engages, you know, different, you know, different parts of, for lack of a better term, the African diaspora, right? So that's Black Americans, that's, you know, uh, Caribbean Americans, that's Black people from South America, that's Black people from the continent, understand that, you know, these identities all contribute to what Blackness is, and that you need to make space for that, and that we cannot be boiled down into a handful of tokens in your office, because that is not going to, that's not representation, right? That's one or two people, um, 
can't expect, this is, this is the most important one, you cannot expect students to do the work that you need to be doing. So student unions, student organizations, we are holding this for our sake. We are not holding this for your sake. We are holding this uh, these, these spaces so that we, black students, can feel comfortable on this campus. You need to do the work outside of, of what we're doing. Um, and that's at the administrative level. That is creating forums for black professors, black faculty and staff. That is ensuring that you know all black professors have tenure and get so get that rightfully so. That is making sure that we have the benefits that other that are afforded to other students. That is ensuring like I, I can go on and on and on. Um, you can check the demands to see the rest, but I I would want you to be active and I would want you to show me that you care for me to be here and that I am not a number for you to broadcast to whomever. Um, and I'm not a statistic for you to report. I'm a student and I'm a person and I came here to learn and I did not, you know, I did not come here to be an advertising piece. Um, don't take pictures of me. Don't put me on your website don't put other students to show that you are inclusive on your website on the very first page um and if you are you better pay me that's that is if I'm making money like that I respect it in return I respect it in return okay that's what I was saying well, that brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you for your time and your thoughts. Of course, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm.